to Totalus Rankium. This week, Tacitus. We're halfway through. Halfway through, sort of, roughly, depending on how we approach the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, halfway through. Halfway we should through. probably do the yeah. introduction. Then. Yeah, so, um, hello, welcome to Roman Emperors to House Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustus. This is episode 44, Tacitus. Who I always thought it was Tacticus. Yeah, but it's not. No. Well, I don't know, because who knows what they said back then. Well, they probably pronounced it Steve. <laughs> yeah. Who could say? I right. Steve. We are halfway through, as you've gathered, sort of. I don't think it's 88 episodes, though. Now I'm well, we'll, we'll look We're working out. We're roughly halfway through. Hindsight's brilliant. And um, because of that, at the end of this episode, we're going to have a mini review of all the <gasps> Emperors so far. Or actually, that's a lie. It's going to be at the end of the next episode for yep. pacing reasons. Yes. Because there's not much to say about Tacitus, oh. but there's even less to say about his successor. Fair enough. So you have time to fill. Yeah, time to fill. That's why I'm still waffling now. No, that's fine. But also, there's a good thing. Um, uh, Friday the 20th of January this year, so yesterday when you're listening. Or tomorrow now. Or tomorrow now. Uh, it's Gordian 3's birthday. Oh, nice. And he's quite happy. He's just got a new Lego set from his mum. Excellent. How old is he? Um, Very. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get oh. caught in that trap again. No. Right, okay. Let's let's go into Tasta, shall we? I'm expecting big things. After, yeah. you know, Arena's building up the Empire, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's only one place to go now, isn't there? Yeah. Well, yeah. However, <laughs> experience tells me when we do a double episode, it's not normally a good Empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see, shall we? Yeah. Aurelian's dead. He is. He's well dead. He is. So let's look at the aftermath first. If you remember... There wasn't an obvious successor, was there, when Aurelian died? No, no. No. So, picture Aurelian, he's in his tent. Yes. Dead. Knives oh. sticking out of his head. <laughs> A group of men stood over his body, and suddenly it dawns on them that they had just killed the most popular and capable emperor in living memory. She said, as a massive, oh, God, what have we done? <laughs> what? what? Who, who suggested, oh, what have we done? One of them nudges the other and goes... He's top scorer in Totalus Rankium, don't you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in the 50s. No, other Emperor's in the 50s. Yeah. And we just killed him. Yeah. Well, that's not going to look good, is it? No. No. I've got my performance review next week as well. <laughs> that's just going to go badly, isn't it? <laughs> really bad. So, protecting the Emperor. Ooh. Ooh, dear. <laughs> right. The troops, predictably, were outraged. You would be. And you? wanted revenge. There was talk of mutiny and revolt and... Death and blood and pain and general misery. Because this stemmed from uh, is it Eros. Yes. I remember because he's obviously a guy that's pretty randy. Yes, yes he is. Yeah, it was all because he was worried that he was going to be punished for something. We don't know what. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Oh, was yeah. the pen and the scribe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the pen and the scribe. It is a clever plan, to be fair. But yeah. Keep his hands clean. Yeah. And uh, let other people do the dirty business. Mm. Yeah. So the people who did the dirty business, which sounds a lot more rude than it was, they're now, now a little bit worried. Oh dear. A little bit nervous. So it's drawing everyone going, oh dear, what have we done? Someone says, who's going to be the next emperor then? 
So now says we did have a plan, didn't we? We didn't just rush into this and kill the emperor with no plan again. <laughs> of course we have a plan, don't we, uh, Greg? Uh, yeah, we do, don't we, Jeff? Jeff? Oh. <laughs> Everyone looked at the floor, shuffled their feet, and whistled for a bit. <laughs> because everyone knows that whoever says I'll be emperor would straight away go to the top of the suspect list for who was behind killing the emperor. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So we're now in a very bizarre situation where after half a century of everyone killing each other trying mm. to become the emperor, now all of a sudden there's a power vacuum and everyone's looking at the vacuum going, you know what? I'd rather not. Yeah, I like, I like it here. If I step there, I'm dead. Because <laughs> everyone keeps dying. So, no one volunteered to be the emperor. No one wanted to do it. Weird. Eventually, someone came up with a bright idea. Sell the empire again? <laughs> Not quite. They were going to ask the Senate. What? Yeah. The Senate were always banging on about wanting more power. There you go. Well, there you go. Let them have it. They choose the emperor, and then... No blame. There's no blame. Everyone knows it's the man in white sheets in charge. So, a letter is sent out, heading for Rome. So, let's go over to Rome. The Senate was still figuring out whether they were happy or sad about Aurelian's death. Yeah. Because on one side, he restored the empire from the brink of certain collapse. Mm. On the other side, he took away their right to regulate bronze coins, damn it. <laughs> and they were not happy about that. <laughs> not not, not letting that go, are they? No. <laughs> but this letter comes in and breaks up their arguments. Roger tells them to calm down. The army wanted them to choose the next emperor. Ooh. Yes, they all sort of straightened their backs a bit, adjusted their ties, and sort of nodded each other. Sage high and mighty. Yeah, yeah it's like well, about time. Of course, of course, they want us to do. Why we're here? Yes, the army had seen the error of their ways and decided to let the men who were wise and well-read and only slightly corrupt <laughs> take charge at last. Yes. yes, but the room went silent. Why? Because they couldn't think of anyone. <laughs> huh? No, they started thinking. Hang on. The army never let us choose who the emperor is. Ooh. What are they up to? What have you done? Is this a trap? Did the army think they were fools? They were not going to fall for this. No. No. So they sent a letter back saying, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you guys sort this out amongst yourselves. Yeah. You, you made this bed. You now have to lie in it. Yeah. It's so, a sword ridden bed. Now we've got the army, after half a century of killing each other, trying to get this power... We've now also got the Senate giving mm. up this power. No one wants to be the Emperor. Excellent. So, the leaders in the army discuss some more and realise, no, no, this really is a death sentence. If any of us becomes the Emperor, we are just going to be killed straight away. So Roger was sent packing again. <laughs> Back to Rome. <laughs> I think by this point his smile's probably dropping a little bit. <laughs> Hello, sir. <laughs> Hello. The letter, we don't know what it said, but it's probably something along the lines of, no, no, Senate, you really, you choose. We insist, you're so yes. wise and sage. What makes you think that just because we're allowing you to choose, that you actually have a choice in the right to choose? You what? still have the sharp pointy things. <laughs> choose an emperor, you have no choice. <laughs> so the Senate eventually start putting together some names. And they choose one man who has been well respected amongst them. Ooh. Tacitus. Oh. Or I'd like to think they were just sitting around saying, who, who can we possibly? And one of them was just looking around the room, happened to see a history scroll. Yeah. And went, oh, Tac Tacitus, Tac there's a Tacitus around, isn't there? Here, do. 
Sorry, this has gone over your head slightly, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell my One of our, our main sources in the early days, if you remember, was Suetonius and Tacitus. Obviously a different Tacitus. That's why I recognise the name. That's why you recognise yes, the name, yes. There we go. Yeah. Right. So the Historia Augusta claims that this took six months to happen, all this back and forwards. <laughs> However, this is unlikely. Hmm. It probably was only a couple of months at most. But this is what the Historia says. What harmony was there then amongst the soldiers? What peace for the people? How full of weight the authority of the Senate. Nowhere did any pretender arise, and the judgment of the Senate, the soldiers and the people of Rome guided the entire world. Sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. It was not because they feared any emperor, but because they feared themselves. Oh, so they just they don't trust themselves. They're, they're going to kill each other. The Historia Augusta gets a lot of flack, not least on this show. <laughs> But I think that last bit there is probably one of the wisest things it's ever said. It realises that... <laughs> yeah. Realises Rome is has paralysed itself because mm. it, it just knows that this is no longer working. You know that this was a three in the morning job at the pub. Yeah, when you when you get the revelations of you yeah. can sort everything out. Oh, get it. Yeah. You're, you're on your third whiskey by this point. Yeah. Blues music's blaring in the background. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know why we don't have an emperor, don't you? Scared. We're scared of ourselves, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, apparently, it's a wonderful time with no emperor. Uh, don't know if this is true. <laughs> yeah. We can be naughty now. <laughs> so the teacher leaves the room, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, let's now go over to Tastus and let's look at his life. Yeah. We now know he becomes the emperor. So he was born in around 200 in Terni, which is near Rome, central Italy. At some point, his mother had a son. Obviously. <laughs> Sorry, not clear. Another son. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, giving him a half-brother called Florianus, which is a nice name. Yeah. <laughs> right, omen time. Omen time. Omen time. Okay, Historia Augusta. A certain madman in the temple of Sylvanus was seized with a stiffening of the limbs and shouted out, there is tacit purple, there is tacit purple, and so on for seven times. And this indeed was later regarded as an omen. Those <laughs> are crowbar things in, don't they? They really do. They, this is one of the weakest I think we've come across. Next one. Some of Tacitus's wine turned purple one day. Yeah, you can get, well, a Merlot is often described as being purple. Because yeah. it's, it's quite a, the, 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 the Merlot grape is actually purple. Oh, oh there you go. So, what, so he's just drinking Merlot that one day. That links to the next one. White grapes turned purple in the year of his ascension to the throne. That's just rotten grapes. Oh, right, okay. And, and this is a quote, many other things, too, turned purple. It doesn't go into details, what? No, just, just things. Use your imagination. What what turned purple? And listeners, get your minds out the gutter, seriously. Oh, bloody What is wrong with you? Ooh. Right. <laughs> so, when Tacitus did ascend to the throne, apart from everything around him turning purple and him seeing the doctor, he... <laughs> Claimed to be descended from the famous historian, but this doesn't appear to be true. We've got no evidence. It seemed to just be, no. yeah, I'll, I'll use my name to try and get some fame. However, if it wasn't for the fact that he was pushing this fact and mm. therefore published lots of Tacitus's work, we probably wouldn't have the historian's work today. This is when there was a boom for the reproduction of his scrolls. Oh. So if it wasn't for this Tacitus, we probably wouldn't have the other Tacitus. 
So that's that, that's so quite a success. Here, that's right? nice, isn't yeah, it? That's quite good, isn't that nice? Oh. Happy accident. Right, <laughs> two seven three. It's quite old then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, early life, <laughs> born. And now we go to 273. This is how much we know about him. So he's 73 years old. Yeah, he's about 73 at this point, apparently, and he became consul. As we've already covered, he was selected by the Senate. The Senate had a meeting to discuss who would take over the role of the emperor. Yeah. This is after the second letters arrived, saying, no, no, really, you do need to decide. And Port Rogers rubbing his feet. Yeah. So again, Historia Augusta here. Whereupon... When Tacitus, the consular whose right it was to speak his opinion first, began to express some sentiment, it is uncertain what, the whole senator claimed him, Tacitus Augustus, may God keep you, we choose you, we name you prince, to your care we commit the commonwealth and the world. How do you think he reacted to this? Well, I'd like to think, <laughs> where it says... He, it was his right to speak first, and he began to express some sentiment on something. It's uncertain what. <laughs> yeah. He literally was going, isn't that a nice day today? When everyone just jumped on it. Yeah, you'll do. You'll <laughs> do. You opened your mouth. You're going to be senator. And he just sat there going, oh. or, or maybe he just went, <coughs> excuse me. And everyone started chanting it. A bit like the life of Brian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. P poor Tacitus. According to the Historia Augusta, again, you can see we lose a lot of our sources at this time. This yeah. is why we've got so little information, so I'm mining heavily from the Historia Augusta this week. Tastus said, no, no, I can't possibly do this. My age is too great. He's got a point. Yeah, he's 73. Yeah, 73. I mean, it would be hard in this day and age as a 73-year-old to be the emperor. Way Back then, time. it would have been very tricky. Yeah. But the Senate pointed out, and this is a good argument, Trajan, Hadrian, and Antoninus Pius all came to the throne as old men. And then they said, Trajan, Hadrian, and Antoninus Pius all came to the throne as old men. And then they said, Trajan, Hadrian, and Antoninus... Apparently they said this ten times in a row. That's a sign of madness. Yeah, ten times. Do you think um, by that point, Tacitus was sort of just like backing away slightly, <laughs> edging towards the door, going, what are you doing? Why is this weird why, cult? Why the dead eyes? <laughs> <laughs> You're walking towards me, hands outstretched. What? Tacitus, Trajan, Hadrian, Antoninus, Pius. Tacitus said, well, yeah, but they're in their 40s. That is old age enough in our time. Yeah, well, you see, you picked up on the problem straight away. <laughs> Apparently, Tacitus didn't point out the fact that Antoninus Pius was 52, oh. Trajan was 45, and Hadrian was 41. When they came to the yeah. throne, they really weren't old men. No, he's seventy-three. That's we'd we'd be like five years into retirement or that age, wouldn't we? Yeah, he would. But the Senate then went on a little bit more accurately this time to point out that young emperors were not necessarily a good thing. And I'll quote: "Indeed, if you should wish to consider those monsters of old, a Nero, an Elagabalus, a Commodus, or rather." And then at this point, one of the senators nudged the other one, mm. gave him a wink, and went, an incommodus. Funny pun. And then everyone laughed a bit. It was crazy days in the Senate that time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll carry on. <laughs> you would assuredly find that their vices were due much to their youth as to the men themselves. It's very interesting to look at like, how successful emperors based on their age. Were the older emperors more successful than the younger? We won't be able to do that. We will. Yeah. We'll be able to do a scattergram of age and their score, Ooh. and we'll be able to see if there's a correlation. Age of becoming emperor, not age of death. 
Yes, Age of Becoming Emperor and how successful they were. You get some that book the trend. Alexander yeah. wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gordian Three wasn't too bad. Yeah. He was fairly useless, but he wasn't awful. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He, he, they protected him from vices, so I guess. Yeah. Whereas, it, it, I mean, come on though, Commodus and Nero and Caligula and yeah, they're real. and Ooh. all all you crazy ones were quite young. Mm. Anyway. Back to the Historia Augusta. This is almost certainly fiction. All these things I've been quoting probably almost certainly never happened, but we've got nothing else, so let's let's say that happens. There is some evidence to suggest that Tacitus was actually in the south of Italy when he was chosen. So there's no way that conversation happens. (laughs) Before he ran there after as well. Oh my god, get me away from these freaks. (laughs) In fact, some historians believe that he wasn't an old senator at all, but one of the generals in the Danube, who was about middle-aged... That's how little we know here. Oh, so he's probably quite sprightly. It's more likely he was an old senator, judging on what happens around the time. But we're really not certain. We just don't know. Interesting fact, though, if this is true, this is the last time the Senate ever choose an emperor. Ever? Ever. Oh, only halfway through. Never happens again. Well, only halfway through. It's been a while anyway, hasn't it, since they've done it? Obviously, army and the... Yeah, well, we have had... Um, Valerian, remember, yeah. was chosen, yeah. um, and therefore technically Gallienus, not that the Senate yeah. liked Gallienus in the end. It's so true. it's happened a bit recently, but yeah. only when the army dropped the ball slightly. <laughs> yeah. Right, so what did Tacitus do? He gave the Senate back some rights, Ooh. which is nice, and he deified Aurelian, which Good. is nice. Yeah. He then gave his brother the job of Praetorian Prefect. So that's Florianus. Florianus immediately grew a pencil-thin moustache and started cackling. <laughs> I will take him down. Yes. And then the two of them head north to the army. Because the army still doesn't have anyone in charge, apart from that group of men who killed Aurelian. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's... they get up there, and he immediately arrests and orders the execution of anyone involved. Okay. So the whole plan of let the Senate decide and maybe we'll get away with this really didn't (laughs) work. No. The whole army, remember, the reason why they're there is because they're about to invade Persia. Yes. So they're all ready to go. So, first thing he does is cancel the invasion of Persia. Why? (laughs) He just didn't see the point in it, I suppose. Mm. He is 73, maybe he just thought, (laughs) you know what, I'm not up to this. This was not like most of Aurelian's fighting, yeah. where it was a necessity. This was more revenge for Valerian, yeah. this invasion. So it wasn't really needed. So maybe he just thought, no, let's just... Yeah, I don't need the hat stand. Let's just chill out. we got one hat, I'm old. However, bad news comes through. Some of the barbarian mercenaries that Aurelian had hired figured out that Aurelian's dead. We might as well just go back to looting Asia Minor. <laughs> After all, Aurelian was going to pay us. He's now dead. Who's going to pay us? Anyone? Oh, we're not invading Persia anymore. So no one's going to pay us. Right, we'll just start looting then, shall we? <laughs> so they didn't even have to travel. These barbarians were already there, being housed and fed by the Roman army, because they were being paid as mercenaries. Yeah. So they just wandered off and started so sacking and looting towns. Oh. Not great. No. No. Tastus and Florianus set off and beat back the Gothic raiders, who refused the pay originally owed to them. 
So they didn't fight straight away. They went up to the bands of Goths and went, yeah. fine, we'll pay you. We'll pay you the money. You don't have to fight even. Just go home. We'll give you the money that we yeah. owe you. Some of them took that up. Some went, no, we'll just carry on looting because we're Goths. Uh, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, a bit of fighting there. The Senate gave him the name Gothicus Maximus. Because he's one of their own men, so <laughs> not entirely sure he deserves this. No, he doesn't. Especially after Aurelian. Yeah, we actually beat the Goths. Yes. Like, severely. Right, more bad news. Oh. The Alamanni and the Franks were now pouring into Gaul. See, someone over there went, you know that really scary man who's been bashing heads together <laughs> for the last five years? He's dead. We can go back to invading Rome. Party! Let's go! At least 60 towns had been raided, although cities, now starting to fortify themselves, started to fare a little bit better. Barbarians mm. were definitely starting to find it a bit tougher now. That's good. Which is nice, isn't it? Then Tacitus died. What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sources, you'll be shocked to learn, differ after how he died. So let's play How Did Tacitus Die? Yay! Okay. Yay. There's something to be said about sources being vague. Yeah. It does it... lead to some fun speculation. Yeah, it does. <laughs> right. Come on. Okay. He caught a fever and died. That's a bit too boring. It's a bit boring, isn't it? So, number two, you might like this a bit more. He went mad, caught a fever, and then died. <laughs> Similar to number one, but according to some sources, he went crazy by changing the names of the months to reflect his own name. Which is what Commodus did, if you remember. Yeah. But unlike Commodus. And Caligula. He bought uh, Germanicus, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, like, like like quite a few of them did. Yeah. So yeah. Hashtag bring back Germanicus. Yes, definitely. So um, that's number two. He went a bit crazy first. Number three, he gave the governorship of Syria to a family member. This family member was far too harsh on the province. Was exploiting it as much as he could. So the people in the province killed him, and then went, "Oh dear, we've killed one of the family members of the emperor." So then they rushed towards the emperor. And killed him as well. Okay. So assassination. In for a penny, in for a pound. Why not? <laughs> We're killing his family. We might as well kill him off. Yeah. Number four. Tacitus's brother, Florianus, ordered the kill for personal or political reasons. I've not seen that one as too likely, apart from the fact he is Praetorian Prefect at the moment. Which just yeah. automatically makes you a suspect. <laughs> yeah, I've got a good yeah. reputation ever. Number five. There's more. Oh yeah, there's the last one. The army, realising that they should not have let the Senate choose an emperor, after all, they had Aurelian, and now they've got this bumbling yeah. old man, perhaps they should not have given the power to the Senate, <laughs> just rushed into his tent and killed him. Okay. So, which one, or combination of those, do you think killed him off? So I was going for the most interesting one. Um, I'm quite interested in the, the army one, where the armies go, oh, should we kill him? <laughs> yeah, why not? I um, remember when we were going to invade Persia. We were so cool, and now look at him. Look, he can't even eat his peas. Just, look, they're dropping off his knife. Why is he on the knife? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know. He's gone senile. He's gone mad. He's been naming months after himself. Yeah. He's and crazy. He's, he's looking very hot. He's got a fever. Let's put him out of his misery. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Do you hear about his cousin? <laughs> yeah. So, we're going for combination of all. He put a family member into rural Syria. Yeah. Got assassinated. The news of that drove him mad. Yes. And he caught a fever, 
which really annoyed the army, who were annoyed anyway. Yeah, so his brother ordered the army to kill him. Russian and kill him. Excellent. So it is right. all five of those is how he died. Excellent. Because let's face it, he's insanely boring, so he's got to have at least a vaguely interesting <laughs> death. Yeah. Omen time two. Oh, oh. Omen time. Omen time. Two. two. One day we should actually put some music to our Omen time <laughs> jingle. Yeah. Yeah. You ready for an Omen? Omen. <laughs> I'm definitely using that now. <laughs> His father's tomb burst open. No, he didn't. Students. Ooh. Ugh. Grizzly student. Bit of grave digging. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know when it burst open or why it burst open. <laughs> Gas. Uh, yeah, but apparently his father's tomb bursting open was an omen of his death. Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't make it clear. Omen time two is omens of his death rather than his ascension to the throne. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why it's omen time two. Um, I got too wrapped up in the theme tune of omen time to explain. Omen time. <laughs> right, so, number two, his mother's ghost turned up. He spoke <laughs> to Tastus and his brother, Florianus. Yeah, get out of the tent, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. This is my personal favourite. Mm-hmm. All the statues of gods in his personal chapel fell down. No, students. Well, I'm just thinking, like maybe there's like a handyman around that actually bumped into it. Yeah. And, you know. Sorry, that wasn't my favourite. I've misremembered. This one's my favourite. Okay. It's similar. The statue of Apollo, and I'm quoting from this story, Augusta here, mm. was found removed from the top of its pedestal and laid on a couch, all without the agency of any human hand. So. The statue of Apollo was just lying on the couch when they went in one day. <laughs> that is clearly students. Yeah. Or, or maybe, you know, you know how the Empire's short of cash? Yeah. So instead of carving as a marble, they just painted people up to stand there as statues. And he was having a rest. Yeah. Yeah. That Great is time. brilliant. Yeah, like a cigarette in his mouth. People you get in the centre of London. Yeah. 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 Or in on, on the Rambler in Barcelona, like people like living statues. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very competitive world, the world of living statues. It is, yeah. I was watching a documentary. Really? <laughs> yeah. And um, it's really fiercely fought over who gets what spots and stuff. Mm. But I'd like to think they argue with staring competitions. And oh, that's yeah. who gets the spot. They try to out-statue each other. Yeah. A statue off. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. But one clever person puts a real statue there. Oh, very clever. Yes. Yeah. He'd be disqualified, though. In fact, why don't you do that? Get a really rubbish silver-painted <laughs> coat, yeah. put it on a real statue in the morning, leave a hat underneath it, just come back in the evening, pick up your, your money. I mean, how you, still would you be? Everyone would think you're brilliant. But people, like, you know you know how when like kids put money in there, move or something and say thank you and stuff? Oh, you're supposed that to do that. Happen. Oh, yeah, but you're dedicated, your method. Or who would just steal your money? No, because they think you're real and you'd start them. I haven't thought of, I haven't try thought we'll, all the details. We'll try it. We'll, 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 we'll try it. to your town centre and go again. We will. Okay. Slight deviation from the topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And the chapter ends on Tacitus in the Historia Augusta here. This is my favourite ending to any chapter in the Historia oh, Augusta. <laughs> yes. But to what end shall I proceed further? There are others to relate these things. Let us save ourselves for Probus, and for Probus' famous deeds. So, the authors of the Historia Augusta just get bored of writing about Tacitus and go, you know what, should we just talk about Probus? (laughs) He's far more interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yay. Oh, he's the emperor then? Yes, that gives away who becomes the emperor. But not next. Oh. 
because you'll be pleased to know the next one's even worse than this. Really? <laughs> oh, yes. But we can't go on to the next one first. No. Because we need to rate Tacitus. Let's rate him, yeah. Let's rate him. Let's see where he's in the ranking. Fightius Maximus. He fought the Goths, and he won. Did he really fight them, though? He got the title Gothicus Maximus. Well, did he actually fight them? He though? did do some fighting. Oh, okay. But he also paid a few off. But there was definitely fighting. So... I think we should give him some. I would argue, though... Yeah, I think you should get some, but as we talked about last time, Iridian had trampled on them so badly that um, they were never at full strength for like decades. Yes, true. Um, these are not the Goths that Iridian was fighting, and he was paying them off. Mm. It's not actually that impressive. And it was more Florianus who was actually in charge of the fighting, because he was 73. He was just walking around going, I'm 73, trying to eat his peas. Yeah, with a, with a knife. Yeah. So, um, but we we he didn't his name though. So he did. So we've got to give him something. Yeah. I'm going to give him a token two. I'm going to give him one. Okay, that is three for Phytius Maximus. Approvium crazium. Apparently, he rarely bathed in old age. Old people don't though, do they? Well, that's a lot of effort, especially back then. They didn't have those nice walking baths. No, you'd have uh, to like. How would you like going to like a. A black bathhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where you'd go. Um, but yeah, apparently he rarely went to the bathhouse in old age. That's a shame, isn't it? Um, <laughs> good saying. He liked glassware. This has got to be one of the, the most ridiculous things that you can pick up when researching. Yeah, lovely collection. Yeah, I mean, it's just clearly the Historia Augusta was just searching for anything of interest to say do about you think this he went person. For, do you think he went for a particular style, like Art Deco style or uh, neoclassical? I'm sure he did. Probably not neoclassical. Probably not. <laughs> or probably not Art Deco either, to be honest. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he went for a style. I can just picture them in the pub. Roman style. Doing doing the Tacitus chapter, going, we need something to say about this guy. Does anyone know anything about him? Didn't he have a lot of class? <laughs> I'm sure he had a lot of class. But when we went to the British Museum, though, we, we I think we saw, you and I that saw the, um, the amazing glassware that Romans actually had like incredibly delicate oh yeah there was some coloured good glass. and yeah. there's one that was we saw pearlescent ones didn't we as well so yeah they, they could make damn good glass you get the impression Tacitus would happily sit you down and really <laughs> talk about his glassware yeah have a big yeah. big shelf behind him full of stuff yeah apparently he never drank a pint of wine um nor have I no <laughs> yeah he'd, he'd always drink half pints or less <laughs> right, how much is in a bottle of wine 750 mil, that's more than a pint. Yeah. Yeah, I've drank a pint of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's happily reading his bottle right now. What bottle? Oh, yeah, uh, squash. Bottle of squash. Yeah. Yes. I often wonder, listening to the Rex Factor, they often, often, occasionally mention their orange squash that they're drinking or a cup of tea. I often wonder if that's code. Yeah, it uh, must be. Must be. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, yeah, that's, that's his opprobium crazium. He liked his glassware, but he didn't drink too much wine out of it. It's pretty sensible. <laughs> um, God, he's dull, isn't he? A little bit. We had a Aurelian last week who keeps changing his pronunciation of his name whenever yeah. I say it. Yeah. Uh, I'm one because he didn't clean. <laughs> yeah, I'd give him a token one for not drinking a pint of wine. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, it's just a fact. So two. Two. Successus Ultimus. Right, Successus Ultimus. He continued to work on restoring the economy. 
Yeah. Yeah, he did issue some laws relating to the minting of coins and prohibiting the manufacture of alloy metals. In fact, don't that, blend your metals. <laughs> that was a capital offence if you blended really? your metals. Yes. So you couldn't make things like steel. So how did they make knives? Or was it just for money? I think it was generally don't do it because we know what you're really up to. Ah, so yeah. you can like put silver in coins, but buy this amount, anything else. It was only the mints can be making alloys of metal to I'm make coins. You. If you're doing it, we're suspicious. Fair so enough. We're going to kill you. So oh, okay. kept cracking oh. down on the fake coins being produced. Good, trying okay. to. So at least he has done something there. But yeah. for bad, he really didn't do much because he didn't have much time to do much. No. So <laughs> I'm going to give him... Well, we said something else earlier as well. He got successful for, but I remember what it was. It was um, him copying lots of Tacitus's. As in the historians. Yeah, I mean, that's successful, but not for the Empire at the time. It's a happy, it's a happy, happen chance. That's what it is. I don't know. I give him, I give him a point for that. And I give him one point for cracking down on the forgeries. I give him two for the forgery thing. Because that's important, because he can't be screwed anyway. Yeah. So So you're giving him two, and I'm giving him two. Just for different reasons. (laughs) So that's four. Could be worse. He could be. Well done, Tastus. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> He's not even interesting enough to get an embarrassingly low score. It's just, yeah, it's not <sighs> dull. He is. Image of face. So what do you think he looked like? I just mean you like a raisin. <laughs> I don't know why. Just a raisin sitting there. That does look a bit like a raisin. With a nose. That's meant to be a knife with peas on. Oh, that's a knife with peas on. Fair no, no, no. Um, Right, well, that's what he looked like. Oh, that's far more impressive. He's always got the uh, Lincoln-esque beard, hasn't he? Has got a bit of a Lincoln beard, hasn't he? It's sort of the under under the chin rather than on top of the chin. Yeah. It's a beard strap. We've got a coin as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's... Yeah. He's got now, that's a coin, I'm guessing, from when he was a bit younger. Mm. But I'm not sure why they'd be putting coins of his face. Maybe they just made him look younger. Yeah. So he definitely looks younger in the coin. But it does match the idea that he was only like in his 40s, perhaps. Ah, he doesn't look old. No, he doesn't. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell with mm. a bust, isn't it? He <laughs> could be anything from his mid-40s to his mid-70s there. Mm. So. He, looks, he doesn't look that bad, though. He looks quite it's, emperorish. It's, considering how dull he is, yeah. it's not bad, is it? I'm, I'm going to give him a 6, I think. I'm going to match that. I'm going to give him a six as well. Yeah. So that's 12. <laughs> nice and easily divided by four. That's a seven for... I'm joking. <laughs> I don't think you were. <laughs> I was, damn it. I can total do maths. three. <laughs> that's a total of three. Right, okay. Tempo completo. Yeah. Less. No. Six months. Six months, okay. Six months. Um, from 275 to 276. But if you actually look at the months, we're closer to half a year than we are. Oh, it was 273. That's when he became consul. Ah, okay. Yes. So, no, not great. No, not, not, not amazing. So, through our spreadsheet, that is 0.06. <laughs> and that is our grand total of 12.06. <sighs> I, it's, not, it's not even interestingly bad. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's just. I mean, well done, Tastus. You are literally the most boring emperor we've done so far. It's a bit sad, really. It really is. Let's see. Um, that puts him slightly higher than Nerva, believe it or not. Oh, really? Oh, bloody hell. And just below Alexander. Yeah. I think he will be pleased with that, considering. 
probably have a new piece of glassware customised yes <laughs> custom built just for that occasion probably okay well there we go last round then I'll play the music now and we'll just get this over with yeah do they have a certain je ne sais Rob's Rob's looking at me going go on Jamie say something what do you think it's obvious it is obvious yeah no <laughs> it's, it's just certainly not <laughs> no sorry I mean, it's a hard act to follow, Aurelian, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, you could say he's, he's he's helping the empire build up a bit with the economy. He's supported with that, but it, yeah, it's as it's similar to the likes of Emilianus, who didn't really manage to do much. Yeah, but at least he was in the thick of all the infighting and the barbarian invasions going on. Yeah, he did stuff. Whereas Tastus, Aurelian's pretty much sorted the empire out at this point, and. I he still only halted. lasted six months. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a no. Yeah, no. That's definitely a no. However, because it's a short episode, this. Go on. And I did promise a little bit on the Aurelian Walls. Oh, or yeah. Aurelian Walls. I really need to figure out which one of those I'm going to stick with one day. Yeah. yeah. Let's have a little bit on that. Okay. Okay. So a little bonus addendum to a bunch of walls. <laughs> so no, if you remember... Oh, we're back to an interesting person again. Aurelian has just got back to Rome after... The barbarians had kept him fighting for too long. Yes. And he gets back to Rome, he puts down the Mint Revolt, yeah. and he thinks, those barbarians got mighty close. Mm. We need to put up some fortifications. So he orders the walls be built. So Rome did have some walls already, but they were built 500 years previously. <laughs> a bit crumbly. They were a bit crumbly. These were the Servian walls, and mm. they were possibly named after the sixth Roman king. Because um, where I live in Coventry... Little city in England, um, that's got an old wall around it, or parts of the wall, part of a medieval wall, which from our perspective is about six, seven hundred years old. So from yes. from our time perspective, is the same as the walls. Is that how old the you know, the walls are? They're medieval. They're probably a bit older than that, actually. Probably about yeah. a thousand. Years. But your point is still valid. It would be a bit like us relying on those walls. <laughs> yeah, a bit crumbly, <laughs> falling down in places. In the centre of the city, because the city's expanded yeah. that much. And where drunk people drink there white lightning next to you. Yeah, so yeah. that was probably happening in Roman times. Yeah. Aurelian said, we need some walls. Someone said, oh, we've got some. And everyone just stared at him, seriously. Yeah, then they looked out of a window and just saw a group of youths yeah. swinging from a wine bottle. Painting cows purple and yeah. toppling over statues. Yeah. <laughs> so they needed some new walls. Those old ones were not going to cut it anymore. Rome hadn't needed walls for those 500 years or at least the last few hundred years, because Rome was mm. the centre of a massive empire, and all the fighting yeah. took place on the borders. Yeah, their walls were like a thousand miles of land either. <laughs> yeah, either exactly. Time, they? So they were always quite comfortable. There, there was just no need for them, but this was no longer true. Barbarians were getting through. They put the willies into them, didn't they? They did. <laughs> yes, they did. I don't know how much that will translate to our American and non No, that's, I think it's an American phrase. Is that an American yeah. phrase? <laughs> Give them the willies. <laughs> Oh, it's a wonderful phrase. Right, so Aurelian ordered the walls be built as quickly as possible and as cheaply as possible. Rome is broke and Rome needs walls quickly. Well, you, you can't you can't scrimp on walls, though. He also said, by the way, all these young, fit men hanging around, I'm taking them with me, they're in my army, so oh. I'm taking the workforce away. So, oh. sorry about that, guys, but I kind of need them to fight barbarians. So basically, like, two old men with wheelbarrows, like, 
Uh, yeah. One of them with half a coin. <laughs> the one with like a, a wooden stick. There used to yeah. be a hammer, but the hammer had fallen <laughs> yeah. off the end. And that's all they've got to create the walls. <laughs> so, a plan was hastily put together. The, the Romans left in Rome, worked out that if they weren't too fussy about, you know, the whole look of the wall, because there's always one in the meeting just banging on about the aesthetics. It's, oh, <sighs> I've, I've got a vision. Shut up, Jeff. Form over function. <laughs> Why are you even here? Why didn't you go with the emperor? Oh, that's scary. Why are you in Gaul a few episodes ago? Don't care what the wall looks like. We just <laughs> need walls. So, if they weren't too fussy about the look of the wall, they already had approximately one-sixth of the wall already standing. That's helpful. Admittedly, the wall at the moment was called things like the aqueduct oh. and <laughs> the bathhouse. Uh, anything yeah. big enough to be converted was just turned into a section of the wall, including a pyramid. Oh. Yes. So that's the design element. Yeah, that's the vision. You got the ramp for them to climb on, yeah. and they want to get over the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a pyramid. It's like, how big are you planning these walls to be? It's like, no, no, we've got one in Rome. It's fine. There was a pyramid in Rome. It was built a few hundred years previously by a consul, who has more money grave? than sense, obviously. Wasn't it for a grave? Wasn't it his grave site? I have a picture of it here. It's not huge. I've been past that. Ah, have you been past it? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's the grave of somebody, and they, they wanted it to look really grand or something. Yes. So that See? means you've, you've been walking along Aurelian's walls. Well, no, I went past on a bus. Well, you drove from the road past yeah. then. It's not large. The width at the base is less than 30 metres. That's 100 feet for you people who don't use sensible measures. And a wall just ran straight through it. So, here's a picture I was going to show you, and you're going to go, oh, it looks really weird, but you've seen it in real life, and I haven't, so you win that one. Um, yes. But yeah, here's the pyramid. So oh, wow, yeah. Listeners, imagine a small grey pyramid. But it's not as wide as the ones in Egypt, it's more sort of pointy. It's more, yeah. um, it's more isosceles looking. Yes, less equilateral. Yes. More isosceles. If you can describe a square-based pyramid, isn't it? Yeah, it's a 2D. The faces. The yeah. faces are more... Yes, it would be technical with our shape yeah. vocabulary. Right. And a wall, it almost looks like the wall goes through it, because they did build the wall yeah. right up to it and then just stops. But as you pointed out, and this is exactly what I thought, <laughs> all they've done there is provided a massive stone ramp yeah. to get over the wall. It's like it, a runoff. <laughs> there you go. It is quite steep, to be fair, so it might be quite well... tricky to get up it. But it's it's less steep than a vertical wall, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, so... is, is, is that how the final sack of Rome happened? Over <laughs> yeah. the pyramid? Quick, over the pyramid, lads! <laughs> yeah. The walls were 12 miles long. <laughs> There's me just talking about sensible measures. We do use miles still in this country. But that in itself is ridiculous. Yeah, I need to see that. Let's not get distracted by our ridiculous no. measurement system in this see, country. See, yeah, see, we took the metric system in yeah. name only. I know, it's We awful. don't use kilometres for driving like everyone else should, but... I, I say this about measures in America. At least they're consistently using an inconsistent system. Yes, that's true. Whereas we are using two systems. It's just yeah. rubbish. It's ridiculous. It is. Anyway... <laughs> Those of listeners that don't live in England, now you feel the the pain that we feel yeah. living in the UK. So let's just use our decimalised currency to buy a pint. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> every thirty metres, yeah, uh, a tower rose above them. Yeah. So, twelve mile long walls, really nice and thick, eight metres high. Mm. Uh, not bad. Yeah, they'll, they'll do as a they'll, last line of defence. Yeah, they will do, and that is exactly what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to do for now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was uneven. It was made of different materials, various quality. It would... <laughs> it's like the, the fabric part of the wall. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. That's looking really sturdy. Let's walk around this guy. What is that? That's just a white sheet. <laughs> You've got two poles and a white sheet. Yeah. Probably... Mrs. Brown, is that just your washing machine? <laughs> washing up on the line? Well, you said to use what was up. Not someone's what? Oh, get it. <laughs> Jeff, you're going to join the Emperor again. We're not keeping you here. Right, so, by 500, it had been improved a couple of times, though. Okay. It was now twice as tall. No. Twice as thick. Well, not really, but it was thicker <laughs> in places. <laughs> um, it had 383 towers by that point, 18 main gates, five hidden doors, which is nice, hmm. and 116 latrines. That's useful. That is useful, isn't it? Do you think the, po- the population use them as well? I don't know. A convenient public toilet. Possibly. Why do you think they have so many towers? I mean, I mean, it gives you more of a height advantage. I understand that, but... Could they not walk on the edge of the, the wall? Or is, yeah. it, is it just like a wall? And then you have the towers to defend from, do you think? It's, it's hard to really be sure, because when they were improved, they were built higher. So we haven't got the original yeah. tops of the Aurelian walls. Okay. But... I'm guessing you would have been able to walk on them. That was fairly mm. standard. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Towers were just good defence. You can see further and you can yeah. shoot arrows down. So, if it's not actually that good, though, because the original walls would not have withheld a siege for long. No. In no. fact, it doesn't, as we will see in the future. Spoiler. So, why build it? To look like you're doing something. Yes, exactly. We think that Aurelian just went... It's propaganda. Look, just build some walls... It will yeah. show a statement. It also shows the rest of the empire that building walls was okay. In fact, I'll start building walls up because I, as emperor, cannot be everywhere. I cannot always rush to your defence. If you've got some walls fist. around your cities, then do it. And in fact, yeah. it is around this time that walled cities becomes more and more common. Most cities, in fact, did a better job than Rome did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. The walls are still used as a boundary for the city. In case of nuclear attack. (laughs) Behind the wall. Behind the wall, lads. Inside the wall is seen as central Rome. Yeah. Now, whilst doing some research on the Iranian walls, I obviously looked on the internet to see what I could find. Mm. If you type in Iranian walls, what you actually find is questions about taxi services. Because apparently taxis have a fixed rate upper limit inside the Iranian walls in Rome. And as soon as you go out, taxis soar in price. So if you go to Rome as a tourist, check out where the walls are. Make sure you don't leave them in a taxi, otherwise Mm. you get charged a million pounds. Not that they use pounds. No. So, there you go. That's a little bit bit on the running walls for you. Which I would have mentioned last week, but we just didn't have time. That's fine. Right. So that's the end of this episode. Who do you think the next emperor is going to be? I don't know. I know at some point... Probus becomes emperor. Yes, but he's not next. Um, so no, I have no idea. It's someone we came across in this story. Oh, you mentioned a name. <laughs> yes, I did. Is it Flor? Is it his brother? Yes, his brother-in-law. No, Florianus. Not his brother-in-law. His half-brother, Florianus, who is <laughs> also the Praetorian prefect. Of course. Of course. So two episodes this week. So that will be released the same time as this one. Mm. So until then, you can go and find us on Twitter and Facebook. And please check out our WordPress site. Yes, WordPress site has more and more stuff on it every time we update it. Which is relatively <laughs> regularly nowadays. It's actually got yeah. quite a lot of stuff on now. So you'll find all the maps, all the cards. You can find all the results on there. 
You can find Jamie's blog. How many are you on now? Uh, 24. 24 you yeah. can find. Some of them are a bit hidden, apart from that one right at the front. Yeah. Yeah. All the rest are hidden. Very, very, <laughs> very. In fact, I think you have to go on the dark web to find them. Oh, do you? That's Fair how bad enough. it is. Uh, you can also download those from Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Yes. So please do that. And please leave reviews because yeah. it will help spread the word of our podcast and help us grow, mm. which would be fantastic. Um, so, until next time. How much is that taxi costing? (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Tacitus. Tacitus, thank you for... Thank you for inviting me. No um, problem. No, I've, I've been looking forward to this evening. Oh, what a lovely collection of glassware. You oh, please let me tell you about my glassware. Oh, well, please, please uh, the history of glassmaking uh, can be traced back to 3500 BCE in uh, Mesopotamia, but Mesopotamia may have created second-rate copies of glass objects from Egypt, where the complex craft actually originated. That, that's very interesting. I'm Other archaeological evidence suggests that the first true glass was made in coastal North Syria, Mesopotamia, or... You'll like this. Egypt. Uh, uh, Egypt. The earliest known glass objects of the mid-second millennium BC were beads, perhaps initially created as accidental byproducts of metalworking. Uh, They're called, don't laugh, slags. (laughs) Or during the production of pre-glass vitreous material made by a process similar to glazing. Oh, well, that is interesting. Shall we move into the... Move on, yes. Uh, Glass remained a luxury material um, and eventually it overtook the Bronze Age civilizations seems to have brought glass making to a halt. Indigenous developments of glass... Asia may have begun in 1730 BC. In ancient China, though, glassmaking seems to have a late start compared to ceramics and metalwork. In the Roman Empire... That's us. It is us, yes. Glass objects have been recovered across the Roman Empire in domestic, industrial and funerary contexts. Anglo-Saxon glass has been found across England during the archaeological excavations of both settlements and cemetery sites including vessels, beads, windows, and was even used in jewellery. Naturally occurring glass, especially the volcanic glass, obsidian, has been used in many Stone Age societies across the globe for the production of sharp cutting tools, and due to its limited source areas was extensively traded.